everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. My name is Charity and this is Comfy Socks and Talks. Welcome back to another episode, everybody. Um, thank you so much for coming and clicking that play button to listen. As you guys can tell, I'm doing something a little bit more different with my podcast today. And I'm going to be talking about Jesus. Yay, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't something that I would normally talk about, but lately I've just been really wanting to share more about Jesus. So I thought, what a better way. What's a better way to do it than doing than sharing some on my podcast? So anyways, I still haven't taken out word of the week yet because I, yeah, like I said, I haven't got there yet for the past four episodes or something. I had trouble with that. But this has been a chaotic week, word of the week. It's actually, it's been pretty fun. Um, yeah. But it's just been pretty chaotic, and I really loved it. Today, I did not go to school. I ditched school with all my other classmates. And we went and went to breakfast all together, and we did a scavenger hunt it was a blast. We had a blast. So, yeah. But anyways, today I'm going to be doing something about Jesus. I might lose listeners, but honestly, I don't care. Romans 1.16 says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So here I am. And I'm going to be talking about Jesus. <laughs> if you didn't get the memo yet. Doing episodes like these, they're very hard to figure out a place to be because Christianity and Jesus and all that, it's such it's just such a huge topic that it's hard to pick one place to start or even a beginning explaining. But I'm going to be starting at Jesus and God. So in Genesis, the first book of the Bible in the Old Testament, it's it says Genesis 1 1 it says God created the heavens and the earth and so God the crazy thing about God is that he is outside of time he has always been existing and everyone goes oh sure 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 also quick disclaimer I forgot to say in the intro part but I'm not trying to force religion on anyone and I'm not trying to shove words down anyone's throats but I just thought I just share about Jesus. So anyways, yeah, it says in Genesis that God created the heavens and the earth. And God is outside of time. He does not dwell within time. He has existed forever and will exist forever, which is very mind-boggling if you think. If you think about it, like he never had a beginning and he'll never have an end. And the reason this is so hard for us humans to comprehend is because we have always set time to things. Always. Even if we don't notice it. We're always setting a beginning and an end. You're born, you die. You you start your life, you end your life. You know? Hopefully you don't end your life purposely. But you get what I'm saying? Like, it's there's always a start and an end. But God is outside of time. He's outside of all that. He's bigger than time. And... That is scary. Like, he doesn't age. And I also think that that's something else that humans associate time with is age. He doesn't age. There is no age. 
There's no time. There's no age. It's just so hard to comprehend. So that's who God is. God created the heavens and the earth, the planets, the solar system, everything, that, every living thing that crawls on the ground to every star in the sky. And I recently saw this video, and it was a diagram, I guess, of how big the universe is. So it started out with Earth, and it was pretty tiny, you know. And then comes Jupiter. Wow, Earth is all of a sudden really, really tiny. And then the sun comes, and then Jupiter seems small. And then bigger stars come, and and then the sun is almost microscopic. So what I'm where I'm going with this is that God created huge things, and he created small things. He created, he knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows you personally, and he knows everyone around you personally. And it's if you choose to know him or not. But that's kind of getting out of the point. But what I'm saying is, he created everything, and that's God. Outside of time, doesn't age. Just, he's awesome. And then Jesus is God's son, sent to earth as a man. So God sent Jesus to earth as a man through Mary, the mother of God, and she bore Jesus as a human, as a baby, and he lived and he performed miracles. He drew people to God. He showed he he just showed God to people around him. And many, many people believed. And even there's this one book, one book, no one character in the Bible, and his name is Paul. And he actually wrote a lot of books in the Bible, some of the smaller books. The Bible is a very, very big book, but we're going to get back to there. It's not super big, but it's big. Um, we're going to get there in a minute. But basically, Paul was originally named Saul, and he was out to persecute Christians, to kill Christians, to, you know, hoping that there would be no Christians left on earth. But one day he was riding his horse with some of his soldiers into another town and he was stopped and a bright light shone on him and a voice said, Paul, Paul, why do you persecute me? And it was God. God is saying to Paul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you hurting me and my people? And Paul goes, what, who are you, Lord? And the funny thing is, is that in that sentence, he says, who are you, Lord? How does he know that it's Lord? You know, but anyways, he goes on and he is blind. He becomes blind because God blinds him and then he has to go find a prophet to heal him. And not only that, but God changed his name. His name was originally Saul. Well, I guess it was Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And then he changed his name to Paul. And anyways, Paul went on to be one of the most important people. Not important, I don't know, just a very almost a main character in the Bible. He spread the word all over, all over. And there's books about it. And he wrote letters. And all most of, a lot of the New Testament is letters to the churches and saying, hey, God wants me to tell you this. But I think, just think that that's so cool 
that that God could turn around this man from a persecutor to a believer in sharing the word. Anyways, I like was kind of off track, but Jesus is God's son sent to earth as a man. And he lived and died for us. And I saw this thing the other day. And it was like the Bible is the only book where the author is in love with the reader and the main character dies for the enemy. And so what Jesus did is he lived and he performed miracles, like I said before. And then he he was crucified for us. He suffered many things and eventually was nailed up on a cross and he died for us, for you and for me. He died for us because he knew that we needed that. And what happened when he died for us is he died for us to forgive us from our sins. And sometimes that that in itself is kind of confusing to a new believer or not a believer, but he died to save us from our sins. So now we have the opportunity to repent of our sins because he died for us. But not only did he die, he rose again. He rose again for us and then went into heaven. So it's just really kind of amazing how everything worked out. Jesus came to earth as a man, lived and died and rose again, and then was taken up to heaven for us. He did all that for us. And he just did, he didn't just leave us, you know, he didn't just say, oh, goodbye, my time on earth is gone, you will never hear from me again, though. That's not what he said. He left us his word, the Bible. And in John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And that, that kind of goes back to God, but this there's stories of Jesus, but he left us the Bible. So he went through all that suffering and all that pain for us so that we could be resurrected from our sins. Not resurrected, but like free from our sins. And he left us the Bible and people hardly read it. And that kind of is just messed up in a way. Like Jesus went through all this. He came for us, left us the Bible, and now no one even recognizes it. This world has gotten so turned around that I feel like now, being a Christian, people just automatically hate you. There's a lot of hate towards Christians. And when we say Jesus loves you or something, we're not trying to force anything down our throats. We say this and we tell you about Jesus because we want to see you in heaven. We want to see you. We want you to be there with us. And even though it is hard for us, we still want to help you. And we don't want to just abandon you. But, yeah. I hope I kind of got the points across with Jesus and God. Jesus was a man that came to earth, which is now living in heaven with God. 
God is outside of time, created what you live in this beautiful life. And yeah, I, that's kind of, kind of the difference or yeah, that's, yeah, I hope, I don't, I hope that makes sense. I am not a Bible scholar, so, um, don't like take every word that I say and run with it. Do your own research, I guess, What I, is what I'm trying to say, but I'm just trying to share with you guys a little bit more about my faith and what I believe because I want to see you guys in heaven. I want to, I want to meet you, meet you all and all that in heaven. So let's talk about the Bible, the word that Jesus left with us. And the Bible at first thought, first glance can be pretty intimidating. And most people think it's just a big book with a whole lot of rules that you got to follow in order to get into heaven. It's not. It is not a big book of rules, but it's also not a large story from the front of the cover to the back of the cover. And I think that's something that makes it hard for people when they're going and reading their Bibles because it just does not make sense. And yeah, it's very interesting how the Bible is set up and it can be very intimidating, but just start off slow. Recently, I've really been getting into the Bible and I used to say that, oh yeah, you know, I'm a Christian. I go to church on Sundays and that's about it. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, if the world ended right now, would I go to heaven or hell? Like, have I done enough for God? Have I showed him that I loved him? Or have I just been dragged to church every Sunday and said that I'm a Christian? So I started thinking about that. And so lately I've been like reading more in the Bible and I found a lot. I found a lot that I missed before. And the crazy thing about the Bible too is that God will speak to you when you read it through different ways. Like you may have read the same story a hundred times and get a different message out of it every single time. And I'm learning that that kind of happens and it's just so crazy. I can't, yeah, I can't put it all into words. It's just, it's tough. And yeah, people are always like, I'm not going to go buy a Bible and stuff. And I've seen a lot of hate on Pinterest and stuff with these girls who are just sharing their faith and they'll be like, why are you shoving words down our throat? And I'm not going to go buy a Bible just for your pleasure, but you don't have to buy a Bible. There's ones online. We're not shoving words down your throat. We want to see you in heaven. Like you please understand that we're not forcing anything on you. We are not shoving words down your throat. We want to see you in heaven and we want you to be part of the family of Christians that God has created and is still working with. So if I were to no idea where to start reading the Bible, maybe I'm a new Christian, I would probably start with the book of John because John is really just a story of Jesus's life and it's just yeah, a story of Jesus' life. In fact, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are all a telling of Jesus' life, but each are written by a different author, so they're all written very differently. And normally, all four will have the same stories, but maybe you'll get different details in each of them, or not enough details in each of them. So either way, whether you want to read Luke, Matthew, Mark, or John, you will probably 
under, be able to understand it a little bit more. But I, if I were you, I would start with John. I think John does a very good job of talking about Jesus' life, and that's just a great place to start um, if you're a new Bible reader. So, yeah, reading the Bible can be very intimidating. Just take it a little bit at a time. And soon you'll realize that, wow, you just finished a whole book, the book of John, or, you know, all the Gospels, you know, it, and it just, it feels good, but just take it little by little. It doesn't have to be intimidating. Um, I would also read Psalms and Proverbs if I were a new reader. Um, they're mostly like songs written by David, and a lot of um, people take out psalms and write them as encouraging quotes um, because it's just – it's a song that David uh, – it's actually not a song. It's multiple songs that David wrote. There's other authors just saying how much they love God and thank you. And then there's some not so happy ones, but it's also good to read through those. So if I were a new Bible reader, a new Christian, I would totally start reading in the book of John or Psalms and Proverbs. And then from there, you can really choose, then maybe go to the Gospels, and then maybe go to the letters that Paul wrote, and Genesis, too, if you want to, like, the beginning. And, yeah, Leviticus is probably the most boring book, but it's also very good to read through. Um yeah, I do not recommend starting with Leviticus because you will get very tired very fast and it'll kind of sort of, you know, change the way you look at the Bible. So, yeah, God just puts so many hidden meanings through the Bible and I just think it's so cool. And there's so much more about the Bible, but I'm trying to keep this episode under 30 minutes so that it doesn't bore you guys. So if you want me to do a part two, leave it in the poll below. Okay, so we're humans, right? We're just humans. And being a human, we are imperfect and sinful. And Jesus knew this, and it happened ever since the beginning. In the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve, the first humans, were entrusted to the garden, the Garden of Eden, the most beautiful garden. And they could eat from all the trees um, except the one in the middle of the garden called the tree of good and evil. And it only took them a little while until they ate from that tree and sinned. And then they were banned from the garden and then pain was introduced to the world. Toil and, well, toil as in like, you know, work. And things weren't as good. And then their sons, one of them killed his brother. And just from there, it deteriorated, and then it got to a point where once the world was a little bit more populated, the world was so sinful that God had to flood the earth and take only um, Noah and his three sons and his three sons' wives and Noah's wife. So it's just we're sinful, and it's been like that ever since the beginning. There's no stopping sin. You can't just decide overnight, well, I'm not going to sin anymore because you do. There's no way to not sin. But Jesus forgives us and he gives us a chance for redemption and gives us a chance to start clean and to start new and to start without having having anything on your record. You know, all you have to do to go do 
is go to him and be, hey, Jesus, I messed up. I messed it bad. And I sinned again. And please forgive me. And he forgives you. And then you start new. And I think that that's very special in the way he does that. And I think that, yeah, I think that it's just very sweet of God to give us the chance for redemption. And we are God's children. He created us and he wants us. He wants a relationship with us. He loves us with his whole heart. He loves you and I more than we can comprehend. And he is fighting for you every single day, but you just don't see it because you're caught up in your worldly desires. And understandably, everybody does that. I do that. You know, the best Christians do that. We lose sight of God and we forget what we're living for. And God is like constantly fighting our battles and saying, hey, I'm here. I'm here. Come to me. Come to me when you're hurting. Come to me. You know, rest. Rest in me. But we just don't see it because we're caught up with, oh, you know, how many likes am I going to get on this post? Or, oh, someone followed me. Or, oh, there's hate comments. That doesn't matter to God. God just wants you. He wants all of you. He just wants you. He doesn't want, you know, the perfect version of yourself. He doesn't want the makeup version of yourself. He doesn't want the strong version of yourself. He wants you. In fact, he knows you. He knew you from the day he formed you in your mother's womb. He knew everything about you. He knows what your future grandkids' third cousins' names will be. That's crazy. He knows that. There are, I think, I think there are 7 billion people in the world. Hang on, let me, let me look. How many people are in the world? 7.753 billion. That's a lot of people. And guess what? He knows every single one of you. He knows. He knows how many hairs are on your head, which is crazy because even we can't count that. He knows everything about you. He knows your heart. He knows what you're thinking. And he knows that you need him. All of us do. And that's why he died for us. So that we could live and be free of sin and create a better relationship with him. And... I understand. I understand that it is not always easy to believe in something that you can't see. Because trust me, all Christians have the doubts like, why am I doing this? It doesn't make sense. Why am I wasting my time doing this when, you know, when I don't even know if they're listening, if God's listening, or even if there is a God. But every single day, I see God working through our ways, and we just have to have an open mind about it. And I hate having an open mind, and I'm just going to say that right now because, yeah, it's just tough for me to have an open mind, but I can just see the way that God is working through everything, and then it just makes me so happy. But it's so hard to believe in something that you can't see. 
And in, I think it is um, in John, John 20, 19, actually, hang on, I can't remember, I'm trying to look for it. In John 20, 29, it is when he is risen from the dead and he comes to meet his disciples and his disciples are blown away. They're like, what? They lock their doors and close their windows, and God came through the wall, and he's like, hey, I'm here. And then there was this one disciple named Thomas, and people call him Doubting Thomas. And he says, I'm not, I will not believe until I see the nail marks in his hands and feel the wound in his side. Because when Jesus was crucified, they... um nailed him to a cross and they put nails through his hands and his feet and then they stabbed his side to make sure that he was dead and thomas said okay i will not believe until i get to feel and see those and he does and then he says oh my goodness my lord and my god and jesus told him because you have seen me you have believed blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed so thomas I was in church the other day and we were talking about this and my pastor was like, um, I don't think he should be named Doubting Thomas because Doubting Thomas is like we all are. We're like, Jesus, are you here? You know, like the Bible says you are, but how do I know? How can I be shown that you are here? And I just think that Thomas was curious. And he found out, and then Jesus said, "Blessed are those who don't believe, which is all of us, or who do believe and do not." And okay, blessed because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So it's just hard, but he's there, you guys. He is just believe in it. And there's so much more. I'm not even scratching the surface in this, I don't know, 25 minute episode. There's no way I can just scratch the surface. There is so much to this that not even biblical scholars can figure out in the whole Bible. But just open your Bibles, you guys. Open your Bibles and look for Jesus. You know, in a way that I used to not really care about what my Pinterest thing was. You know, I'd save any pins I thought was funny, even if it didn't, even if it wasn't all the way clean, or I would follow who I wanted to follow because, well, actually, I didn't really follow that many people, but, you know, I would just follow people, whoever. But then I was like, what am I doing? Why, why am I doing this? I'm, I decided that I'm going to start caring about what I follow. So now I'm, you know, following a bunch of Christian content creators, teenage girls just like me striving to find the word of God and, you know, having Bible studies and stuff and just filling me, just filling more of my life with God. And I just really hope that you guys will find him and maybe you already have Then congratulations and maybe you're still working on that. And I get that. No rush at all. But, yeah, like I said, I just wanted to share a little bit more about my faith. And if you guys want a part two, leave it down below. 
I have done a couple things where I'm kind of doing part two, but this is very different, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode, but yeah, anyways, it's kind of kind of a big topic to swallow, and there's so much more, so if you guys, like I said, if you guys want me to do more, just put yes in the poll down below on Spotify if you are able. All right, you guys, before we tie off this episode, I'm going to be just reading off national days. So the first thing is National Chocolate Custard Day. I love custard and chocolate custard just sounds absolutely, I had a chocolate milkshake today. I'm see, I'm just like naturally just, you know, following national days. Just kidding. (laughs) It is also National Garden Meditation Day. Perfect. Go grab your Bibles, go sit in your garden and read for a few minutes, take notes, pray that God will speak to you. In through your reading and do that in the garden because why not? This one's funny. It's also National Lumpy Rug Day. <laughs> Go enjoy your lumpy rugs. It's also National Raspberry Popover Day. I tried making popovers once and they did not really work. So they just ended up being like eggy muffins and then we put syrup on them for breakfast. So, I mean, it ended up being okay. It is also Specially Able Pet, National Specially Able Pets Day. Cool. <laughs> it's also National Teacher Appreciation Day, so go give your teacher a high five and say thank you. It is also another state. It is Montana, National Montana Day. So to all my listeners in Montana, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. You helped me out a lot. So, yeah, thank you. And... It is also National Foster Care Day. Lovely. Foster care is a tough thing. So if you're in the foster care system, happy National Foster Care Day, and I hope you're doing great. Anyways, you guys, that was the last of the national days. I hope you enjoyed this episode and, you know, understood a little bit more. I hope this touches your hearts. And, yeah, open up those Bibles. Or just look it up online. Just look up the book of John in the Bible and start reading because why not? Anyways, I'm going to go and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening and yeah, talk to you next week, I guess.